what's happening? This your boy Nettie Free. I'm gonna welcome y'all back to the Hecka Dangerous Podcast. As always, I want to thank y'all for liking, sharing, subscribing, commenting, all that stuff you do. We enjoy a really, really great podcast. This is episode 75, and I am truly blessed and honored to still be the chosen vessel that gets us steward over this here ministry called the Hecka Dangerous Podcast. Um, before I get into the show, I just wanted to talk about something that I was meditating on. Um, so when I was younger, I always dreamed of doing things like, I, like, you know, you can ask the homies, like when I was a kid, you know, I dreamed of having a mansion. I dreamed of, uh, you know, meeting Beyonce, you know, uh, I dreamed of being in movies and I see myself as like, um, someone who would do something one day. Right. And so, uh, it's funny as I flash forward to, you know, being 31 now and what God has given me. And I just love it so much, you know, um, as I've told you guys in previous episodes, I'm not active on Instagram. Like I have my account, but I don't have the app anymore. So it's, I'm not logged in and just, you know, able to just click the little icon and you know what I'm saying? So I'm not active on there. Right. And, um, it's funny how the podcast has actually grown and the time away from Instagram and I've gained new listeners. And so, uh, I love how God has made my brand slash ministry, whatever you want to call it. He's made it very intimate. Um, you know, I'm at a space where I know the 11 listeners that I get weekly personally, like I know these people, I see these people for the most part. And it's so awesome because I get to hear feedback from these people about um, how the show has impacted them or what parts really stood out to them and so on and so forth. And so it's really awesome because then it also uh, helps me to be able to go into a prayer and it also helps me to be a better servant, right? Because I know my listener base. Like I don't have this like random falling of people who are just riding a wave or you know what I'm saying? Like the people who consume my content are people who um, want to support me and really enjoy the content that I put out. And I, lo- I love how, how intimate it is and how everyone's so different. There are people who are single. There are people who are married. There are people who are women, people who are men. You know what I'm saying? Um, people who are white, people who are black, and um, there's people who are believers and people who are non-believers. And I think it's just so beautiful that um, a podcast like this can touch so many different people in different ways, where even if you're not here for the Christian aspect of it, um, you still can relate to it. And that's what's so beautiful about Christianity is that... um, even if you don't believe in God or you're like, uh, the Bible or, uh, these people are crazy. You can't deny him. You can't deny his word. You can't deny his truth. You can't deny, um, his vessels, how he's using us. Right. And so as I've listened to people talk, um, one thing the Lord reminded me, and you always hear people say this at church is like, you may be the only experience of God that people get. Right. Like there's going to be people who are not going to pick There's going to be people who are going to listen to my podcast and never pick up a scripture. 
there's going to be people in my, who listen to my podcast who never um, give their life over to the Lord. But in this space, this little 25 minutes, 35 minutes that they have with me, uh, I am able to share him with them, right? And um, it's just a beautiful opportunity, a beautiful task. And so I'm just so grateful for all of you um, tuning in. Because like I said, you guys are all different. You all tune in for the same reason, but for different reasons. So uh, it's just really cool uh, to have a, a, a ministry of this size where, you know, I, I've, I've been to two different churches where, you know, my first church is like, everybody knows everybody. You have everybody's number. Um, everyone's very close knit. It's a community. I've been to a bigger church where it's like, it's just come and go. It's come and go. Like I, I could be gone for a year and it doesn't even bother anybody. No one even would notice, but, you know, at the smaller church, it's like if you're gone for two weeks, people are like, yo, what's going on? You good? And so um, I'm just thankful for this uh, very small and manageable ministry, which leads me to my first point of the podcast. Um, the Lord has reminded me to steward well over what you already have. Um, I think that as humans, we want more. We always want more. We always want um increase that's the word we always want increase right you know it's like i remember um wanting to move by my dad's house so bad and then moving out of my dad's house and having an apartment and then wanting more um you know it's we always want more you know i remember you know making 12 bucks an hour and you know getting myself to 20 and so on and so on and wanting more we always want increase you know we always want increase and there's nothing wrong with wanting increase right like there's nothing wrong with you know wanting you know let's say you live in an apartment right now like us like we live in an apartment we got two boys we need more space there's nothing wrong with wanting increase right per se but we gotta steward well over what we have what's right in front of us so i i i, I use this ministry as an example where um, I want this, I want my work to reach out to as many people as possible, as many households as possible, right? Um, and not necessarily for fame or, uh, you know, notoriety like it was before, but to share him, you know, to be a true disciple, um, to share my testimony with people, you know what I'm saying? And that's something that I desire, but I understand that the Lord wants me to steward over this right here. You know, um, we have a tendency as humans sometimes to play down or play up to our level, right? Where, you know, the Lord reminded me that you need to, just because it's 11 people a week doesn't mean that you can half butt your episodes, doesn't mean that you can't bring it, you know, like, like the music, the music, uh, you know, rarely, rarely do any of my songs climb over a hundred streams. Right. But the Lord reminded me that just because my songs don't climb over a hundred streams and I'm not getting that Drake, uh, attention doesn't mean that I shouldn't be giving my best. Right. 
this marriage that I shouldn't be putting my best foot forth. And so I think about, you know, when I was making 12 bucks an hour when I first got to City Church and how I used to work my butt off, right? You know, I, I used to work hard, but the Lord in that season was humbling me and reminding me that just because it's 12 bucks an hour doesn't mean that you could, uh, you know, lollygag, you know what I'm saying? Like, because who's to say that when I get $25, $35, that I'm going to all of a sudden just flip a switch and start going hard, you know what I'm saying? Like, the money, the money, the size, the, the rewards, whatever, shouldn't um, influence my... How do I say this? My my effort, uh, what I'm putting forth, you know what I'm saying? So just because I'm not getting the, the Jay-Z following, Kendrick Lamar following, doesn't mean that I can half butt my music. Doesn't mean that, you know, I could just whatever. No one's gonna listen to this. No. I should I, I when I make my music, when I make this podcast, I uh record it and I, you know, put it together as if I have that large following. You get what I'm saying? So just stewarding well over what you already have, you know what I'm saying? Because if there's anything that I know, and this is just Bible, you know what I'm saying? It's like, as we, as we increase, so does the responsibility, you know, it's like people, you know, my wife always talks about in her field, how, you know, people want to be directed. People want to run these schools and they don't account for the increase in responsibility you did like you know a lot of homies i talk to they want to be married they want stuff they want to you know i talk to people a lot who once they find out about my life they're like oh man like i want to be married i want to drop a cd i want to 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 but there's a lot that comes with this you know what i'm saying there's a lot that comes there's a lot of responsibility you know what i'm saying and i could say that i was a person who ran from responsibility i I stopped doing this podcast for a whole year, right? Um, just because I didn't want to do it, just because I was tired of having to come up with new episodes and blah 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 blah. It was a it was a burden, right? But I didn't account for that. I just want to do a podcast. I want to just talk my talk. I want to be heard. I want to be seen. I didn't really account for all the other things that went to it. I didn't factor those things in, right? I didn't uh, calculate the price, so. Just stewarding well over what you have is key because, like I said, if you want increase, increase will come as far as responsibility. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, I've always wanted a family, you know what I'm saying? And me having a family, uh, it's a different life. It's a different life, man. Um, it's a lot of selflessness. It's a lot of thankless things. It's just, it's a lot, it's a grind, you know what I'm saying? And it's a blessing, don't get me twisted, but it's a grind, you know what I'm saying? It's not just you get a family and hunky-dory, woo, you know, everything is perfect. No, like, it's a grind, it's a work, it's a lot of uh, humility, a lot of um, work that goes into yourself. So, um, just starting over the little that you have. And another thing the Lord has uh, shown me through the growth of this podcast recently is um, being still. Um it's funny that, you know, the places that I've stayed still in, I've seen the most growth in. I think about being at the Kings for a, uh, eight years. I think about being at the co-op for over a year. Um, I think about going on a year now, if I talent, how being still 
in those places, I've been able to make a lot of growth, a lot, of, uh, a lot of impact in those spaces. And so, you know, I think about how when I was younger, I was always chasing, always moving, you know, like I remember there was plenty of jobs where I just stopped showing up where I was like, I don't need this. I'm over this. I'm out. Right. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? And it was just constantly changing. And I was never uh, rooting myself anywhere. I was never planning myself nowhere. So I wasn't able to, you know, make connections, be able to uh, grow some stability and just being still and waiting on the Lord. It's crazy because I felt like I had to do these things to go get it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I was very much uh, subscribing to the mentality of this world, right? And it's funny how just sitting still, being patient, being a good steward in the space that, I, that, I, that I'm in, how the Lord has brought these things to me, right? How, you know, um, I think about, you know, growth. I think about all these different things, you know, where slowly but surely God has has brought new people to my, to my attention and my reach, people who are uh, catching on to music, catching on to the podcast. Um, you know, there's a, a guy who just joined us who's a singer and who, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's all just coming to me. You know what I'm saying? But I think that we, we forget that God's time, that God exists outside of time. So for us, what may be moving slow, he don't know what slow is or too long or too fast is, right? Because he exists outside of time. So to me, it could be like, what? After a year, you, you bring a, a singer, after all this time, all this stuff is happening, but God exists outside of time, right? So it's like, to him, he's not looking at it like, oh, man, that was, I sure make it a long time, you know what I'm saying? So um, just being, sometimes we just got to be still. Um, we like to move a lot. We like to look for the next bag, the next opportunity. And a lot of times it's sitting right there. You just got to wait. You got to be patient. And there will be times where you do got to make moves. There, you know, there's going to be times where you do have to go get it. <clears throat> but what's ours is ours. You know, um, a lot, you know, one thing that was really beautiful about the book that I read was that it, it was reminding me that a lot of things are past tense that the guy, that guy has done. That it's already been done. It's already been set. Our, our, our footsteps, our lives are established already. So I don't need to go chasing things, right? If I'm obedient, if I'm a, if I'm if I'm moving according to His will, things are going to come to me. You know, I think about just a music career, right? You know, and just all these artists that I've met over time. You know, I didn't have to go pursue these people per se. It's just these. These relationships just fell in my lap where it was just, you know, um, I'm going to a show or I'm riding a bus or I meet one person and at least knowing this person and or, you know, so on and so forth, you know, or, or people see me hanging out with one of their friends and reach out to me. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of these things I didn't have to chase per se. It just kind of came to me. But it's when you're operating in the plan that he's set for you. So, um that took a lot longer than I expected, but uh, you catch my drift. Another thing I want to talk about was that um, Christians need to be 
in all fields. I talked to my wife about this yesterday. As I listen to the conversations at work, as I listen to um, the way uh, the secular media responds to things and just hearing what I'm hearing and see what I'm seeing uh, on a daily basis, I, I see the importance now of Christians needing to be everywhere. We need Christian doctors. We need Christian teachers. We need Christian politicians. We need Christian rappers. We need Christian um, social media influencers. We need Christian trash men. We need Christians at Taco Bell. We need Christians all spread out, you know. Like, you know, I remember, you know, wanting to, accepting a job at the Salvation Army and thinking how dope it would be to, like, work, you know, for a Christian-based uh, organization and how, you know, you can have a Bible study and how you could just openly just be Christian. And I thought that was so cool. And I remember the Lord was like, eh. you know what I'm saying? Like, there are people who are supposed to work at, organ- organ- at that organization, right? Don't get it twisted. But what I'm saying is, is that uh, Christians, we got to disperse, you know, it's not, you know, we're not meant to just huddle up um, and talk about how holy we are, how dope we are. And then that's it. Like, we need to spread that out to the world. You know, we need to spread that good um, scent out to the world, that good word, that gospel out to the world. You know, as I look at the world, um, the things that the way the world operates is based off of feelings, off of emotions. It's, it's real reactionary. It's not proactive. It's not um, based off of truth. It's not based off of something that is steady, that is consistent. You know, I, I'll give you an example. You know, I think about, you know, my job when I first got there, how, man, they were hardcore about COVID, right? Like it was like hardcore. They were rigid. They were hey, man, you you sneeze, you need to go home. But then last winter, when we had that, when everyone was getting COVID, people were dropping like flies, all of a sudden, they changed their policy on the fly. You know what I'm saying? Where Christians, what we are, you know, what we should be basing our life off of is something that never changes. Someone who's consistent, you know what I'm saying? The scriptures have been the same since the beginning, and they'll be the same to the end. You know, if scripture talks about his, you know, how uh, the the flowers will die, you know, the grass will wither, but his word endures forever, forever. And so when you're basing your life off of something that's consistent, where his word is his word, there's no, um, okay, this is what this says, and then, oh, okay, because people are mad. Let's change up the scripture. You know what I'm saying? No, the scripture is scripture. And so there's a need for that. You know what I'm saying? Like I look at how the world responds to certain things and, you know, the Bible is this manual, right? Like it's, it, it's, it's showing you how to, it's showing you how to respond. It's showing you, uh, you know, how to deal with, um, you know, sadness. It's telling you how we should be in the world. It's telling you what we will go through all these different things. Right. And so I just think about how important it is for the for Christians to be everywhere, you know, and for us to be encouraging, to be loving, you know what I'm saying? Uh, to remind people that God did not place a, a spirit of fear inside of you, right? That, you know what I'm saying? That we, we just need to be everywhere. You know, I think about how important it is for, you know, we think about how important it is for Christians to be in these big fields, politics, education, um, 
uh, uh, what's the other one? Healthcare. But Christians often need to be in, in, in everywhere. You know, we need Christians to be at McDonald's. We need Christians to be there, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, Christians to be at Taco Bell. We need Christians to be yeah, in fast food. We need Christians to be, uh, you know, working in, you know, driving trash trucks. We need Christians at Amazon. We need Christians, you know, because this is our father's world, right? And so we need to be um, in this world, but not of this world. We need to be impacting this world. And you can't impact this world by sitting in church and waiting for people to walk into your doors. You need to go meet people where they at. You know, you dig what I'm saying? Um, because truth be told, in my lifetime, it's going to be a small percentage of people that will that I will be able to lead to God. That I'll be able to lead to a, a church community. It's going to be people who are going to come directly to me, and so. Um, it's on us to come out to people, right? There are people who are dealing with hurt, you know, people who grew up in the church and whatever happened to them or, you know what I'm saying? And we got to go meet them where they at. It's a process, you know, when, uh, when I met Paul and he was, and he had just joined city church, um, it was probably a three month process before I even start going to church with him. You know what I'm saying? But it was, but it was a, it was a, but he met me where I was at. You know what I'm saying? He came, he met, he met me and, uh, you know, he told me about what he was doing, what he was going through. You know, he had bought my book and, you know, he was just a brother to me and he just loved on me. Right. And he kept me in prayer. And over time that evolved to what we have today. Right. But, um, it's very important for us to be present, not only just to dictate and take over, but to spread encouragement, to 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 uh, to spread uh, uh, fruits of the spirit, right? You know, um, I think about you know the hard times. You know, I think about you know conversations I've been able to have with people, where I've had conversations with coworkers. You know, as they broke down and cried in front of me. You know, what I'm saying there's certain things that have happened in the spaces I've been in where um, I know that that God put me there for that reason. You know. <laughs> I think about my brother Paul and how his job, you know, it's it's a it's like you know it's a um, center that provides services for people who are in need. And I think about how because my brother's in that space and because he sees those people as as uh, God's creation, children of Christ, and not as people who are homeless, people who are on drugs, or whatever. He's able to take it to the next level. You know what I'm saying? Where you know, I think about my job where. Sometimes we could just see we could just see a, a patient as a it's just a, a name on a clipboard. But I remember telling a, a lady, you know, I was doing something for an order, and she was saying like, "Man, like, uh, you didn't even have to do that." But I was telling her, I'm like, "We gotta remember that that's a real person. We just see a name, we just see a, a ABL type, we just see a birthday." But that's a real person. That's somebody's son, somebody's daughter, somebody's husband, wife, whatever. And there's somebody on the other side of that sheet um, hoping, praying, uh, you know, for that for that person, you know, praying for something good. And so 
just having that outlook, um, it's we're able to do more and able to encourage our coworkers. You know, as as you know, you know, American American culture, you spend most of your life at work, and so you know, uh, you're going to have coworkers who are going through divorce, who are going through issues with their children, who are going through health problems, all kind of things, and we can be there to encourage them. We can be there to pray for them. You know, what I'm saying I'm always keeping my my coworkers in prayer, right? And so, uh. It's very important for us to be present, be be everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Um, one last thing I want to talk about um, is, and I think I've talked about it here before, but we have to be mindful of the spiritual battle that is brewing in our minds, that's brewing inside of us. Um one thing I observe is, 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 as I hear the way people describe themselves, as I hear people, um, my wife talks about a lot of times on Instagram, how she sees people who are making a brand out of their trauma, you know, very much talking about that. And so one thing that the Lord um, brought to my attention is he asked me, what soundtrack is playing in my head? And I think about that often when I look at my son. It's like, what soundtrack is playing in his head? Does he just hear uh, all the negative things? Is that is that what soundtrack plays in his head? Is how he can't do this, how he isn't that, how he's a this, how he's a that? Or does he play loving things in his mind? And I, I think about just my friends and, and just, uh, you know, just things I hear my loved ones around me say. And the Lord asked me, what soundtrack is in my head? And so I'll put it to you like this, right? I don't listen to Drake. So when I'm walking around, if if there, if there ever is a song that's stuck in my head or if there's something that I'm just humming, guess what it's not? It's not going to be no Drake. I think about my coworker, right? Like he's always, he's always singing this Jack Harlow song, but that's what he listens to. That's the soundtrack that he bumps, right? So that song is stuck in his head. So what I'm guess getting to is like, what are you constantly listening to? What are you constantly playing in your head? And knowing and just know that that's going to dictate how we view ourselves. And so, you know, I think that's the beautiful part about scripture. And what's really awesome about this book that I'm going to talk about in a little bit is that we can we can we can get his word in our mind, in our hearts, and we can be able to play that. We need the soundtrack that needs to play in our heads, needs to be in our in our hearts, needs to be what God says. You know, I, I even say it to my wife sometimes. My wife will say something to me, and I'll be like, what does God say about you? And so um, it's something that I'm having to remind my own self. It's like, what does God say about you? And then comparing that to what I'm saying about me or whatever I've heard. Because the truth be told is, is that if, if I'm playing uh, something that an ex said to me that was hurtful, that's already been said. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's something that's been said in the past, has been done. Um, and that person wasn't speaking from from truth, right? That person was speaking from from feelings, from opinion. You know, uh, my, my sister... Catherine was in my sister in Christ. Catherine said something really beautiful, really profound. She said that um, when you start judging, 
you 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 start assuming, you start condemning, basically. And you know what she was saying is that basically, like when you're judging, you ain't doing judging. You're not judging off fact. You're judging off of feelings, off of assumptions. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, it just it just reminded me that I need to go deeper into scripture, deeper into relationship with him and understand what he thinks about me, understand how, how he sees me, you know, understand that, that, you know, I'm made in his image that he marvels in me. You know what I'm saying? That he doesn't see me the way that, you know, maybe some random white lady at, at, at Walgreens sees me or, you know, the way that I see me, the way that my parents see me, you know, that he sees me. And so that's the soundtrack I want to get in my head. And so um, I think that's what's going to make um, our book study so awesome is that I, I'm prayerful that we could get some new soundtracks playing in people's heads, that people, that the book is called Who I Am in Christ, right? And so you will be able to know who you are in Christ, what your father says about you, right? Like my wife says that I'm 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 handsome. Can't no other can't no other woman tell me whatever, because my wife says I'm handsome. You ain't finna tell me, you know what I'm saying? And it don't it don't matter what any other woman thinks about me, how she views me, because my wife thinks that I'm handsome. So same thing with uh you know when I was younger, I think about uh I even had a line in my song where I said. My father sound dope, so you ain't even got like this. Like I remember when I first started music, you know, when I was making secular music, trying to prove my worth, trying to prove myself through the music. And I remember my dad hearing one of my songs and being like, This is dope. Keep doing what you're doing, son. And from that point on, I promise you, from that point on, because my dad approved my my music, I didn't need anyone's approval from there. So if if my dad approved of my music, um, was that important to me? How much more important, how much more uh, impactful would it be to learn how my heavenly father feels about me and to know what he thinks about me? How much more impactful would, would that be? And how much more influential would that be, right? And so um, that's one of my main goals one of my main um, hopes is that with this study, people have a new soundtrack that we start to do away with, you know, whatever people have, have sold us, whatever, whether it be, uh, like I said, an ex, whether it be a parent, whether it be a, a friend, an old boss, whether it be um, whoever, that we could uh, look at that and be like, that's a lie because I know what my father says about me. Okay, how do I say this? I'll, I'll, I'll say that. I'll, I'll put a pin in that for now. But I really, really, really want you all to show up to the book club, to the book study. I don't know what we're going to call it, but I really want y'all to show up to the book study. Um, if you listen to this podcast, 
I don't even care if you don't buy the book. Um, just show up and take part in the conversation. Um, if finance is an issue, me and my wife will have some extra copies that we don't mind um, taking to you personally or mailing it to you, however you feel. But uh, we really would love to see you there. And the beautiful part is, is that whether it's one person, two people, just me and my wife, this is going to happen. <laughs> this is something that um, the Lord has put on my heart, and I'm really excited. And I just hope that you all decide to join us. Um, it's going to be awesome, you know. And, and the beautiful thing is that this book is very um, applicable for anyone. No matter if you were a newbie to the faith, whether you've been in faith for a million years, um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's needed. Um, so, yeah, I'll put my email up. Um, next episode, I'll let you know the first session's date. Um, you know, uh, the ne on the next episode, I'll have the date squared down. I have the time squared down, the rhythm, you know, how often you can expect us to meet up. Um, the whole night. I'll have it all squared away for you. So I really, really look forward to this. This is like something I'm really excited about. Something I'm really excited about. Um, I think this is going to be beneficial um, for all parties involved, including myself. I'm not coming to this thing as somebody who knows it all, big boss, big leader. I'm coming in looking to learn, looking to grow as well. Um, the last thing that I will say is I will say, um, don't underestimate God. Don't take him for granted. Um, I was, I was listening to my sister in Christ, Catherine preach, um, and she, in her prayer, <clears throat> she talked about, um, thanking God for small blessings. And she and she said, and she was like, you know, small blessings like waking me up every morning. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And she said that it's crazy how we can look at those and think those are small blessings. And so my brain starts to go on this tangent where I thought about how since we walk so much by sight and not by faith, like we're called to, we're called to walk by faith, not by sight, but we do the other way around. We look at these physical things as the big blessings, right? Like if I was going on Instagram right now and I was to say, thank you, Lord, for getting me home safe today. And I was to do another post saying, thank you, Lord, for this house. I'm going to get way more likes on the house one. And so it's funny how we look at something that's we because we got so accustomed to it we look at it we look at that as such a small blessing. Like sometimes um I hear people talk and they'll be like, "Yeah, man. Well, next year this and that and I'm just reminded how we just we just assume that there is a next year in the plan for us, right? 
like not to say that we should walk around being like i don't know i might not make it but we just assume like we have this arrogance of like yeah next year next week you know what i'm saying and because we don't see how much of a blessing it is i remember last week i was going to give my wife a burrito i was heading southbound and then obviously heading home i'm heading northbound and within that 15 20 minute span of getting her burrito and heading back home as i'm heading northbound i see a car southbound fully in flames just fully in flames and i don't know if anybody was in there or not i couldn't really tell but so often we can look at things and be like wow but you know frank uh, there's kirk frank has a song that says it could have been me right and so it's like there could be this disconnect that it's like that could have been me like we don't see it like that but really that could have been me you know it, it's it's grace i don't know if i don't know where you live at but but people just suck at driving everywhere you know people everywhere that i live everywhere that i go people say la drivers Bay Area drivers, Sacramento drivers, Texas drivers, people just suck at driving, right? That's just what it is. Like, it's not a regional thing. People just suck. And so uh, I just think about how crazy people drive on a daily basis and how it is sheer grace that I make it home every day with the way people are rushing out here, seeing people racing, seeing people hit 70 and and a 35, you know what I'm saying? Seeing all kind of crazy things, right? And that's just sheer grace that uh, I make it home back to my family. But to us, that's a small blessing. But we look at that raise at work as the big blessing. We look at that house. We look at that spouse. We look at, and those things are blessings. But we could minimize the spiritual blessings, the everyday, the everyday blessings and miracles and make them smaller than the ones that people can see. The ones that, you know, we we and you know, ain't, ain't no, you can't really, you know, like in a worldly sense, you can't be out there flexing about, yeah, man, made it home today again. Hey, you know, it's like that ain't no flex. But if I, but I could flex on people about my new whip. I could flex on people about how much I'm making. I could flex on people about you know, material things, right? And so I just want to let you, just remind you, don't minimize his greatness. Don't minimize his goodness, how, how good he's been in your life. You know, I, I have to remind myself, I remember Paul had that prayer a long time ago where he talked about thanking him for things I know to be thankful for. You know, thanking him for uh, just the things I get to experience. You know, I think that humans our natural inclination is to complain like i feel like i hear a lot more complaining than praising the only time i hear praise is when i'm around people who have nothing you know i go to a job that's fairly you know pretty pretty um doable it's not really hard you know you know what i'm saying we make pretty decent money and people are complaining because machines need need uh, repair. People are complaining because of how hot it is outside. You know all these different things, and we don't. You don't hear much praise. You know, only time I hear God's name, only time I hear praise is when 
I'm around people who ain't got nothing. You know what I'm saying? You know, when, when I was, when I was, you know, making no money, when I was walking, when I was biking with people, um, it's funny how those people, when I was at my lowest, those people were the ones who would be so grateful. You know, I remember, you know, my homie having no money and, and, and on the verge of eviction and him just talking about how much he loved bok choy and, you know, just talking about how much he loved the sounds of hi-hats and how much he loves to just walk in nature and, you know, the taste of water, you know, all these crazy things that, you know, it's like when you t- go to someone who got everything, you know, air quotes, um, they, they complaining, they complaining. You go, you go to somebody who got a big old house, who got um, a beautiful family, who got the newest car. They go. They most likely gonna be complaining. You know what I'm saying? You know when when I give money to an unhoused person in front of a store, they saying God bless you. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, don't downplay his goodness. Like <laughs> don't downplay. You know what I'm saying? But man, this podcast has went like twice as long as it was supposed to go. Anywho, man, I'm gonna get up out of here. Uh, Next episode, I will have all the details for you as far as a book club goes, so um, or a book study goes, so you could uh, join us um, for that. We're gonna, I'll have everything laid out. You know, what I'm saying it'll be, it'll be all easy peasy. You ain't gotta worry about nothing, right? But um, I just want to thank you all for continuing to support the podcast. I'm gonna thank you for. All the new listeners um, who have joined, um, I thank you for those. When I, when I, when I say my opening um, little spiel, I really mean that. You know, I thank you for people who share this with their loved ones. You know, um, you know, my homie was telling me how he shares it. You know, him and his wife listen to it together. You know, um, and so I just thank you all for um, just doing that. You know, what I'm saying um, I truly appreciate y'all. Um, but yeah, next episode, like I said, I'll, I'll uh, dedicate more time into talking about the book club, what to expect, having everything down so you can write down the details, so on and so forth, and that we can see you there. Um, maybe I'll, I'll talk about the album some, too, uh, if that's something that y'all are interested in. But uh, yeah, man, this has been a heck of a dangerous podcast. This is your boy, Natty Free, man. Um, I hope that this episode has... Uh, been informative to you, has been of service to you. Anyways, I'm about to hit, man. Lord knows I ain't perfect. Lord, you know. But he know I'm working. But you know I'm working. Lord knows I ain't perfect. You know I ain't perfect. But I'm out here working. But I'm out here working. Lord knows I ain't perfect. Come on.